Hey, I remembered to turn my notifications off. Brilliant. Oh, isn't that just wonderful? It's only been 160 odd episodes. Yeah, no, this is only episode nine. <sighs> After about 160 or so, Steve. I don't count those ones. Those were just practice. This is the real deal. Tonight's show is brought to you by Late Steve. Late, was not, late oh, Steve. Late Steve commits to other things that don't involve this show, like the Crochet Club. <laughs> it was a good crochet club. I was watching Hunter, too. I mean, I mean, no, wait. <laughs> Steve's Vagina is brought to you by the Crochet Club. We were learning a new technique. Oh. oh. It's an over and under type deal. Oh. Well, hold on, hold on, Steve. Let, let me start the show. I, I have no production yet. Uh, new computer is here, though. What happened to the old one? The old one shit the bed, Steve. Do you remember? We talked about this on the air. No, we didn't talk about it on the air. Uh, pretty sure we did. No, you messaged me and said, hey, my old computer took a shit. And then you went to the laptop. Right. And, I, and then we did a show. I was using the show, uh, doing the show on the laptop, and I talked about Oh, we did. You're right. The bed. I remember now. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, this is the 40 and Slip, episode 9, the Todd Standing two-hour infomercial episode. Thank you for joining us. We're sorry we were a tad late. Steve had a, a crochet club to go to. I don't have any words because if I say anything, you're just going to rip on it. So. No, no, Steve. Tell me all about crochet club. Well, that's that's far more interesting than a two-hour documentary where Todd Standing spins, twists, jumps through the woods in uh, camouflage garb and ghillie suits with rock and roll style music playing. He's driving all-terrain vehicles, Steve. Tell me about Crochet Club, Steve. Well, it, you know, it's important to spend some time with your significant other. And, you know, we choose to crochet. Is it? So, yeah. Oh, no, no. Tell me, to... more, tell me more, Steve. Tell me, tell me so much more. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you tell... anymore. It's, it's a, no, it's come a on. Private... Tell, me, tell me about Crochet Club. I need it's to know. It's a private Steve. club. You have... it's, it's one of those, yeah, it's a private club and you don't get access to it. Unless, you know, you're, you're given access and you're not. So there. Why am I not given access? You don't. <laughs> because it's a euphemism for sex, man. <laughs> oh. That's why. Oh. Oh. So you're going to try to bullshit me about what you were doing? <laughs> oh, come on. Not like you didn't know what I was doing. No, I didn't know that you, like, seriously. Dude. Do you realize the type of shit you tell me? You're like, dude, I'm making shit out of driftwood. <laughs> so you totally you know, bought the you, whole crochet club dude, thing? Dude, you, you could come to me tomorrow and be like, hey, you know what I started doing? Paint by number. 
Yeah. Yeah, there was some green cotton involved, Richard, for sure. Uh, <sighs> it's already woven cotton, but it was green. <sighs> Dear Jesus. <laughs> Richard, yeah. Richard told me before the show that he thought this was going to be a good one. I, I don't know. You don't know? I'm not supposed to talk about that shit on the air, and you forced me into it. I didn't mean to. You're the yeah. one that tried to... Hey, if you had told me before the show that you were fucking your wife... I didn't say that I... I didn't use those. Why terms. is that a bad? Why is that a bad thing to it's say? It's not Steve? a bad thing, but okay. You know, I mean, that's a good thing. People I know listen to this show sometimes, so I don't. Yeah, like but to dude, about that. dude, you love your wife, right? Immensely. There. What's wrong with that? Uh, not a thing. Absolutely. You share experiences together. Yes, we do. And you have to use euphemisms like the crochet club. <laughs> Well, when, you talk, when, when you talk to a guy who you fucking bullshit with every fucking week. <laughs> it was supposed to be a joke. My wife is the one who told me to do it. <laughs> All right. Can we just get on with this Todd standing? Uh, oh, drama. Absolutely. Because, you know, now that we know what the real reason was, <laughs> you know, we don't want to talk about that. That would be fucking. I think so. We're we're not going to get monetized now because you you were you made me talk about it, and the YouTube doesn't like that shit. I don't care. Do you think I really give a shit about YouTube monetization anymore? I think anybody can give a shit about you. Well, here's the, here's the way I look at the YouTube monet. We might as well talk about it a little bit because they announced. Um, some big changes in the YouTube monetization program this week. So, uh, yeah. little channels like ours will probably well, ours might this channel might not be affected too much. Although we've already bit been bitten by the other part of the monetization thing, filters and stuff like that. But new channels have to have one thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time minutes before they're eligible for monetization. Now. Yeah. You know how much 4,000 hours is, Chris? Uh, it's a lot of hours. 167 days, approximately. Yeah. yeah. So my other channel is uh, probably not going to make any money. <laughs> I think I have 22,000 minutes. It's 200 and 200 some odd thousand minutes is for 4,000 hours. So it's a lot. Hmm. So, you know, but it's a good thing because I think it'll weed out a lot of the, the just those uh, bot channels, you know, people who steal other people's shit and just make a bot they have a bot that does that all day long, just making channels to get the views because uh, YouTube doesn't go by view count no more. It goes by watch time. So I think the quality of video might get a little bit better on YouTube and it'll be people who, who uh, actually want to do it. And aren't just trying to make money at it. So hopefully in the long run it's a good thing. But it, it's gonna hurt small people like it's gonna hurt small people like me and perhaps even this channel, uh, in the short term. So but hey, it's all good. Todd's standing. Todd's standing. Well, hey, why don't we uh because uh 
let's do this a little differently tonight, Steve. Okay. Uh, than we have been. Uh, why don't we start out with some news? Okay. Before we get into the standing stuff. Right, and so then just because we got a lot to cover, I think. All right. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> that was almost just like me pushing a button, Steve. I think it, it was exactly like you pushing a button. <laughs> the express, uh, the uk. This is... Uh, an exclusive from them it says ex-government UFO agent says aliens do exist and addresses a cover-up claim. Ooh. An investigator, yeah, an investigator who spent years poring over the UFO phenomena for the Ministry of Defense or the MOD MOD has spoken exclusively to the Express about claims intelligent aliens were living on Earth, and the explosive story is covered by the up by world leaders. Explosive, covered up by world leaders. Very cool. Oh, Nick Pope, and I've reached out to Richard, our producer, to get Nick Pope on this show. I think we can do it. Nick Pope. So Nick Pope. Which which one is Nick Pope? Is he the one that was in the British government? Yeah, that's Nick Pope. In fact, got Nick Pope. Gray Nick hair, Pope glasses. Yeah, yeah, kind of a yeah, yeah, skinny little dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. Nick Pope. Yeah. Richard, work for the. Uh, can we get Can we get Nick Pope? I mean, he's probably Richard's neighbor and shit. They're both from the same area. I'll right? reach out to him on the British hotline. You You have a red phone, I hope. Indeed. Well, it's Moav, but yeah. Okay. Thank you. Moav. <clears throat> yeah, little, Steve. Yes, Moav. Steve, don't question the man. It sounded a little. He's on the ball tonight. Steve, he's on the ball tonight. I want okay, you to okay, leave okay. it alone. Nick Pope worked for the British MOD from 1985 to 2006, and between 1991 to 1994, he ran the extensive inquiries into any potential defense threat possessed or posed, excuse me, by the UFO phenomena. I graduated high school in 1994. I graduated in 1990. Dude, you're you're young. You're just a little whippersnapper. I know. The project was shut. Yeah. The project was yes. shut down with the. Hmm. Are you going to finish that sentence or? No, 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 no. Keep going. Uh, it was shut down because there was no, you know, alien threat. U.S. Mr. Pope. Oh, he's based in the U.S. Richard, the hotline may not work there. The uh, U.S. Uh, Mr. Pope tours the globe, speaking at UFO and alien-related conferences, as well as describing on, describing on documents. I don't know who wrote this. Oh, describing on documentaries, <laughs> what he has unearthed. However, when it came to revealing his true beliefs about whether intelligent aliens exist and are here on Earth, but hidden by a global cover-up, uh, as thousands of conspiracy theorists believe, Mr. Pope, and I lost my spot, Mr. Pope has always played a close hand. Uh, what is this story about, Richard? Richard gives me these long, drawn-out stories. I think, and, and I can't get to the point of the story. I, hey, I got a subscriber on my other channel. That's pretty cool. I'm just awesome. going off on a tangent now because I don't like this story. I guess Mr. Pope believes that UFOs are alien-operated things, and the, he uh, never actually has any proof of it. For real. Okay. 
even though he worked in that department for many years. All right. I'm with you. I really got to start. I really got to start pre-reading these stories that Richard gives me. That would be a good I mean, idea. He gives me, well, he gives me stories that are like six you know, miles Steve? long. And written in the third person half the time. I hate those kind of stories. Uh, from the Daily Mail, a woman couldn't find a real husband, so she married the ghost of an 18th century Haitian pirate. Nice. Yeah. This is it. Jack Sparrow. Money shot. Jack Sparrow impersonator has married her dream man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, she's a Jack Sparrow impersonator? It says a Jack Sparrow impersonator has married her dream man. Yes. <sighs> Carry on. Okay. I, a Haitian pirate who died in the 18th century, who she's never seen. <clears throat> Amanda Teague. Uh, from Downpatrick, Northern, Northern Ireland, married the ghost, who is also named Jack. And uh, <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> to go on dates just like a regular married couple. The unlikely uh -huh. pair sailed a boat away from the from Ireland to the international waters so that the marriage would be legal. <laughs> Appar apparently it's illegal to marry a ghost in Ireland. Jack puts the old so egg leg to her. We're so behind the times. She doesn't look anything like Jack Sparrow. A psychic said, I do, for Jack, on Jack's behalf. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Steve, Steve, that's touching. It's a good story. I like this one, Richard. You, you won on this one. This is the type of story that I want. I don't want any Does more he... Nick, Nick Pope stories. Does, I, I, does, I, she, read it, I just saw the title and was like, yes, that's it. Does she sit and do pottery and he like, you know, puts his arms around her? Well, I don't know, but she did say that he is my soulmate. I am so happy. It is the perfect kind of relationship for me. And was I Whoopi couldn't Gold agree with her more. <laughs> was Whoopi Goldberg the psychic? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say the psychic. Although Amanda cannot see her husband, she believes he looks like Jack... Uh, Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, so she's the impersonator, and she married Jack Sparrow because he looks. But he's a. I'm confused now. I don't get it. How? Steve, mental illness is confusing. Yeah, but it's even worse yeah, than people. It in really England. is. Whoa! 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 Woo, what? woo, woo. Are what, you saying what? a woman couldn't do the same job as a man? No. It's the same thought. That's who's what saying, saying that? It seems like you're I saying never said that. Those words are not going Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to stop you right fucking there. Okay? All right? And I am going to refer to you to the Joe Rogan special triggered on Netflix. If you want to talk about can women do the same job as there are fucking jobs that men can't do that men can do. All right. I'm putting my place. Because there are big ass fucking men who are built that way. And how do I know that? Because you can fucking see them on the planet. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> finish up with the story. <laughs> oh, by the way, 
the dead ghost captain guy proposed to her, not the other way around. So that's the end of that story. It just it just keeps giving this story. I know. I'd love to read the whole thing, but it's again sixteen paragraphs long. Uh, now we got to we got to go on a serious note, guys. Uh, this story here, and thanks, Richard, for digging. If, it if, for wait me. a minute, if if, if <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say it. All right, I'm going to leave. No, it. no, we got we got some sad sad news. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Crypto Zoo News, which is uh, Lauren Coleman's uh, site. Ah. Uh, Wild. Yeah. Hey, Lauren did Coleman. you know? Did you know, Steve? He has a museum <laughs> right in Portland, Maine. Have you ever been to that museum, Chris? Uh, no. How far do you live from it? Um, I'm currently probably um, only about 20 minutes from it. How far do you average live from it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Generally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the entire time I've lived in Maine, I've been about 15, 20 minutes from the place. And you've uh, never, never happened to go into the, the museum no. at all. Huh. Interesting. No. But this truly, 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 we uh, we do have a um, sad story. So, mm. wildlife biologist and Sasquatch researcher John Bendernagel has unfortunately passed away. John Bendernagel was seventy-six, and he passed away during the evening of January seventeenth. John was a great friend, and I'm reading as Lauren Coleman wrote it. Uh, John was a great friend to many in the field. He remembers taking, uh, talking birds with him when they were together at Craig Woolheater's conference in Texas and at Beachfoot in Oregon, and about Sasquatch when John Green's tribute to, in British Columbia, or at John Green's British Columbia tribute. His legacy was profound. Uh, on John, January 8th, 2018, uh, Mr. Bendernagel uh, informed his circle of friends of just how imminent his death may be. After two years of chemotherapy and a year of radiation treatment, my own terminal cancer is now restricted to pain management. For the last few days, uh, the Bigfoot community individuals have been sending messages to online forums and lists telling of their great uh, respect for this gentle man. Now, I'm not going to go on and read the rest of the story, but uh, pretty sad news there. So. Yeah. Bendernagel was Bendernagel was probably, in my opinion, the last best hope we had of anybody really sciency involved in the uh, thing. So I know we got Meldrum, but uh, I'm not yeah. so certain that he that he's as genuine as uh, Bendernagel was. So. Yeah, and um, and we are going to be talking about. Todd Standing's documentary, Discovering Bigfoot, and Bender Nagel is in that documentary. Now, I don't remember, because I, I watched the documentary, but did Bender Nagel disagree with Standing in the documentary, or was it well after? The, the documentary was edited in such a way, I'm sure it was edited by Todd himself and his crew, uh, to make it look that uh, Bender Nagel was 100% in total agreement with whatever evidence was allegedly found. Right. But I, I do know that later John tried to distance himself from it. I don't, I haven't really looked into it on that end, but I know that John did try to 
try to distance himself from some of what went on on that uh, trip. Okay. So, but I don't know exactly how or what. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are way more qualified than me to talk on that subject or what John was thinking. So, John did really, I, I mean, I'm pretty convinced that John believed that Bigfoot was a real thing. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. But, uh, and he was intrigued at, at the very least by what Todd Standing had to show, but 100% believed what Todd Standing was doing. I don't think anybody believes. <laughs> well, there are obviously people who do. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some Todd Standing rabid, belie believers out there. Rabid believers. And we'll get some love on this uh, video for it. But uh, so. I watched the documentary first and then you watched it and I, I believe Richard watched it as well. He said he did. Uh, so what was your initial, the first five minutes is of music, did you think? I, I honestly think that, uh, and I have to give credit to Matt because I Matt talked Knapp. to Matt, to Matt Knapp right after I watched the documentary and he said, Oh, you mean the Todd Standing infomercial? Well, it did end up being what was going on there, you know. Dude, I have never seen a documentary so laden with the same footage over and over again of him running through the woods in fucking ghillie, in ghillie suits, Which in fucking camouflage it, it, saying like i've been trained in the art of being hidden <laughs> and but none of that is part of the actual documentary it's just like little clips of him running through the woods or in a ghillie suit or whatever but he didn't do any of that okay in the research okay. part of the and, documentary and here's the other thing like i love how they start the documentary out they're talking about this group of people in Canada that are doing this research and they get to, you know, they go through the whole list of names and then they come to and skeptic Todd standing. Meanwhile, every fucking scene in this goddamn documentary, Todd standing <laughs> is like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure that's a Bigfoot." every single yeah. fucking time. I'm a hundred percent sure that's a Bigfoot. Uh, I'm going to wager. That's a hundred uh, percent chance. You just saw a Bigfoot. Where's his skepticism? It's non-existent. Exactly. Okay, and then, all right, he he's taking these guys to a place out in the middle of nowhere. Now, you don't suppose like he had to con that he had to contact Meldrum and Bindernagel, you know, like prior to putting this all together it wasn't like the day before or anything like that right 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 no there i'm sure yeah. there was uh, months of talk between them right so there's like no way that todd could have set up other people out in the woods in this area well it's clear that there's a at least at the very least a logging trail that runs right down through the center where they were Right, because so. you can see it right in the documentary. It's also clear that there are other people at the. Um, yeah, it, it's also clear. I was reading what Richard wrote in the uh, chat. 
It's also clear that there were other people there. Somebody was running the cameras, obviously. You can see shots. There was that woman who was supposed to be part of the documentary, but you only see like her off in the distance every once in a while. She was, I forget what she was, but yeah, yeah. Like some I, big whisper or some, some I, rem I remember like seeing um, her in the documentary. Sylvia but or something very, her name was? But, but it was only very little snippets. Uh, okay, so there's, the, there's that, okay? But then, okay, you set up this these two guys, Jeff Meldrum and John Bindernagel, to come out with you in the woods. And while you're out there, you take them to this, this one spot and you tell them that you're other area is far more active right i didn't get that but, at all but you bring them to the shitty spot that's not as active you're trying to prove to these two scientists one's an alleged well i guess they're both technically were scientists but you're trying to prove to them that you have bigfoot activity and you take them to a spot that might have Bigfoot activity when you claim that you have a spot that definitely has Bigfoot activity. Yeah. And all of your video footage is from that other, alleged video footage is from that other spot. Is from Sylvanic. Welcome to Sylvanic. Here's... None of the footage of well, there was two two new pieces of footage in that uh, uh, in the documentary. One was the what looked like a guy with uh, grease paint on his face, but it wasn't even footage. I think it was a still photograph. He did. Well, it might have been footage. I don't recall. It, no, it was footage. Was it okay? So yeah, from, from what I could tell, but it was again ambiguous you really couldn't tell right it looked like a guy with grease paint okay that it, was yeah one. it looked like it could have been a dude with a scrunched up brow right the second one was the apples they were taking the apples but there was no clear footage there todd um has the backing or at least a lot he has a lot of high-tech equipment out there there's no doubt but yet he uses the shittiest possible equipment and kicks over his lights all the time because you know he's a trained, yeah, he's, survivalist he's such shit. a trained man. <laughs> so he's kicking these lights over all the time, but he never uses a thermal imager out there, which would definitively prove that whatever took those apples was bipedal, right? <laughs> Not definitively, please, but at least a lot better. Yeah. But yet he's using this shitty ass night vision equipment, but and how you do can you barely see anything going. Here's, here's the thing, though. How do you know it's not somebody that he has just out there doing exactly. it? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If he would have used the thermal, you can tell the difference. And you know, because I think you guys did. Didn't you do tests when you had the costume with thermal footage and see how it worked with yes. a costume on? Yes. Okay. So you know that clothing makes a difference on thermal footage. Well, the, the costume, you couldn't see any thermal image at all. Except for the eyes and the mouth. The eyes and right. the mouth, so, that was it. If somebody was over there taking the apples with clothing on, wherever the clothing was would be cooler or, you know, to the thermal than where that exposed skin was. So, obviously, you're not going to want to use thermal imaging in that situation, and it was clearly cold, so you wouldn't be naked out there. So, obviously, you're going to use your shitty night vision 
so you can hide what's really going on back there. Come on, Todd knew exactly what was going on over there by the apples. Oh yeah, and and the, the positioning position, of the camera was suspect because it's and the timing is suspect. You know that kind of thing on that particular footage. Richard's saying that uh, the footage, all that pretty much all of the footage is three years, about three years old. Some of that stuff is more than three years old, but right? Isn't the the footage of the day watcher there that he calls it? Um, the one where the it. it you see it's standing up and it like kneels down or sits down or something. Yeah. I, I think that's what that one's called, but <sighs> that was one of his first ones, I think. Right. But then he's got the, the, the closer up ones, the ones that look like, you know, Muppets. Those are the newer stuff. And the grease paint one looks like it's an actual step back in his costuming abilities. Uh, because it, it just looked like grease paint. And, uh, so, so that's the new one, but it might even be three or four years old. There was nothing new in the documentary for real, except for those two things that he, none of these things were filmed during the documentary when Bender Nagel and Meldrum were there. Right. None it was them. all stuff from before. The only things that were filmed during the documentary is all circumstantial stuff like the apples come up missing. And here's, I have a problem with Jeff Meldrum on that one point probably a lot more than one point in this film. But he stated, and I heard him state it more than one occasion, and not just in the documentary, but on, he stated on, I think, the Bigfoot North radio show that he had with Todd standing there for a short time. And I I seen it in a newspaper article. But that stupid tree structure that they were hanging around all weekend or whatever, however long they were there, he said squirrels and, and stuff couldn't get up there. What the fuck is that? Squirrels can get on a on a tree. Whether it's leaning up against another tree or not, there was how can not so that that's what his explanation why the apples oh. couldn't have been taken by a normal animal. I'm like, oh are you God. fucking kidding me? I, I couldn't believe that came out of Jeff Meldrum. Yeah. You know, small animals couldn't get up there. And squirrel, I think he mentioned squirrels specifically. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And so to me, and I've, I've talked to uh, Meldrum before. I've interviewed him. And I found him to be quite an intelligent guy. But at this point, I, I'm going to have to go with the, hey, I'm just in it for the, for the <laughs> TV time. I'm in it for the fame. It's got to be. I'm in it for the big fuck, man. How, how can he make a statement like that and then still expect to be taken seriously at all? Because obviously, those trees, some of them, the one, the one side was floating off the ground a little. You know, it was kind of up in the air. But the rest of them were touching the ground. Yeah, a squirrel, a chipmunk, a raccoon, or even a somewhat larger animal can climb up that tree. And his other statement was, well, there was no peelings or apicores or anything like that around. Well, they're going to eat every fucking bite of that. It's free food for them. It's apples. You know what I mean? They're not going to leave some of that around. So there's, it, it was just, to me, Meldrum's explanations were just way off of any scientific thinking mind. That, and he's supposed to be a scientist. So. 
I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah, I, f I found the documentary to be just a a blatant rah rah Todd. Well, rah, rah, this is all real. When it it it's fucking horseshit. I gotta ask our producer a question real quick. I'll do it in the chat. But you go ahead. No, 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 no. Do it right on air. So okay. The is Claudia Ackley a listener to this show? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I thought she has in the past. Okay. Because I want to Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit later, but I just wanted to know if she was a listener to the show or not. But anyway, so the produ the production quality of this fucking thing, I how it got on Netflix is beyond me. I expect better from Netflix. But it looked like Have you seen high, some of the dog shit that they put on? I don't watch dog shit on a general basis. I watch well-produced shows. Okay. Steve, there's there's stuff on Netflix that's worse than discovering Bigfoot. No, I I refuse to watch that kind of shit. Okay, so the but don't don't say that. How could they put this on there when they put on all kinds of dog shit? It is a bit well, of a running joke that Netflix will greenlight anything. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know that because the the shows I choose to watch aren't like that, and I I expect better from a, a paid service, you know. Because I pay for my Netflix. I'm sure you do. Um, actually, I currently don't have Netflix. Well, you know what I mean. You did. Yes, I did. Okay. And it was paid for, perhaps maybe not by you, but by somebody. No, it was paid for by me. Okay. And I get it. Okay, cool. But I'm just saying, we pay for a service, and then they put shit like that on. Ugh. I don't know. I guess you can choose not to watch it. I chose to watch it so that we could review it for the show. And that is the only purpose I, I chose to watch it. Because Now, I did try very hard to wipe out everything I knew about Todd Standing in my mind. But when you watch the documentary, it brings it all back because it's all the same fucking shit we've seen for the last 10 years. It's the same stuff. There's nothing new in that documentary. And, and Todd was... Saying how is this very successful, huge, new thing, and none of the, I mean, it's bullshit. Well, that was a bit of a plot twist, wasn't it? Todd Standing Lloyd, when has that happened before? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying, but I don't know. What is that no, fucking? What is that clicking noise, Steve? It's my ring hitting my vape because I, I, you know, like a robotic dick that it yeah, should be. Yeah, yeah. You know that you know that, that fucking time. comes yeah, the entire show. Really? Yeah. Huh. Every yeah. show or just this one? Well, um, considering the last show that I listened to, it was a clicking noise the entire show. I'll try not to click. Hmm. Talk about the production. What do I? Of what Todd do I prefer? Fucking documentary. You can't even give the listeners of this show good production value. Somebody wants to know what I prefer to watch. Well, I prefer to watch anything but Todd Standing, first of all. But I like, you know, Food Network shows. That's that's cool. We're watching. Uh, Wait, is that uh, is that Ryan Redding? 
Yeah, Ryan Redding wants to know. Oh. Well, no, Western New York Bigfoot, who I presume is Ryan Redding. Is Ryan Redding? Oh. Yeah. I, I like Food Network stuff. Uh, we watch a lot. I watch like a lot of the older television shows. Like right now, I'm in the still in the Hunter. I just started watching Donnie and Marie. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I've gone I like, like on huge I like me some kick. I like me some Black Mirror. <clears throat> just finish. Oh, just finish watching all that. Uh, is that the one? Is that the one? The German one? No. Black. Um, called Black, or something like that. That's good. It's an amazing show. I just can't remember the title of it. I like a lot of the Netflix uh, produced stuff. You know the Netflix original series. A yeah. lot of that stuff is actually really well produced and good. Yeah, a lot of it is really good. Yeah, they put out a lot of good documentaries. I've watched. I watch a lot of documentaries. I tend to watch whatever my wife turns on, but no, really. Project Runway, you know, uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Yeah, she likes that uh -huh. stuff. Yeah, I don't watch. I actually technically don't watch much TV at all. Yeah. Mostly what I I watch a lot of YouTube. Mostly what Steve does is he loses his entire identity the minute that he gets oh, vagina God. in his face. <laughs> That's not true. Not true at all. I beg to differ. <laughs> but I've only known you, Steve, for. A total of like you know five years, and you're saying in that five years I've yeah. changed. Um, no, I'm saying that you've remained exactly the same. <laughs> it is what I so that is my identity then. Yeah, according to you, okay. So nothing's changed about my uh, my identity does not change because something different happens. Yeah. So carry on. Be as you are, Steve. Be as you I mean, are. I don't have anything really good to say about. The, I mean, it was sort of kind of entertaining, but the whole thing. There, um, okay, here's the thing. There were parts of the documentary. Where I I was entertained. However, reasons. However, yeah. yes, not for the reasons of like that. This is good Bigfoot research. That oh, look at that jackass! I I just every turn in that documentary I had a fucking problem with every single fucking turn. I, I have I have a problem with one specific part of the documentary that I'm still trying to figure out, and that's Meldrum's alleged sighting. First of all, it wasn't caught on camera, and I get it. You might not have the camera set up when that sort of thing happens. I get that. But when Meldrum's talking about it, the night it happened, you can see him in night vision shot, waving his arms and talking. And why is that all silent? with Todd talking over top of that. I want to know what Meldrum actually was saying at that point. But yet, that's all edited out, and Todd is talking over it. I don't know. That, to me, that seems a little odd. Why wouldn't you have Meldrum there 
in the excitement of the moment, explaining what he saw instead of Todd explaining it to you while Meldrum's flailing his arms and trying to show you what's going on, but you can't hear any of what he's saying. And then even more suspiciously, the next day, the very next morning, Meldrum has to go. So this happened on the last night of Meldrum's visit there. Right. So, which is in a way to me a little suspect because now Meldrum won't be able to go and investigate this, the area because he has to go in the morning. He has prior obligations, you know? So you don't see anybody but standing over there with the alleged footprints are. And allegedly it took him a long time, but every footprint in this documentary, every single one was well within human, um, you know, proportions, 13 inches was the biggest one they found. And, uh, every, and you know, your, your Bigfoot's supposed to have a huge uh, gate, giant gate. And every time they walked in the same footprints, it was just a normal human gate. There was nothing abnormal about any of that stuff. Right. You know, and not a single bit of it was convincing to anybody except maybe Todd standing. Yeah, and I think it, I, I think there was way too much of um, room for an error of bullshit. Well, here's the thing: every footprint was found by whom? Todd Standing. Yeah, without anybody else around him, every one. Yeah. So it was all him. He's the most amazing researcher on the on the fucking planet, Steve. Now maybe the editing was made to look like you know, to prop him up a little bit. But they didn't show Meldrum finding a print. They didn't show Bendernagel finding a print. They didn't show the woman at all, except on a far-off shot a couple of times. Right. In fact, I think it was like halfway through the movie before I even realized she was in it. When they were talking, they were showing that footprint that was right next to the log is the first time I seen her. And that was like halfway through the thing. And you don't even get to hear her speak so, or anything like that. No, why was she cut out of the movie? You know? Don't know. And it, it also occurs to me now I've done a little testing out in the in the uh, woods, you know, with footprints and things when I was sort of looking for Bigfoot and shit. But if you step on moss, it springs back just like they showed in the in the documentary. But if you stand there for a few minutes and put all your weight on that spot, mm. it's not going to spring back. Like it does when you just stomp on it for a second and move on, which is what he had Meldrum and Bernanagel both do. But if you stand that in that same spot for a couple of minutes, and then it'll stay flat because you've flattened, you know, you've broken it, and it just it just seems all way too convenient. Every bit of it. Huh? There was not a single piece of compelling evidence in that old documentary. I mean, and the most you, compelling. If, if you see I mean, Bigfoot this often, if you're filming Bigfoot this often, you should have DNA. You should have hair. You should. I mean, if, DNA. Does he? Does he? he does he does fucking so. really? Where? Well, well. Of what? Well, some of it. Some of it was stolen. You know, just before you got, he was supposed got, to present it. You got fucking Muppet blood in you, Mister Standing. Well, now it leads me to what's going on 
I just, I think it was the same day that John passed away. Todd Standing is in California with Claudia Ackley. And that's why I asked Richard if she watches the show, because I'd like to know a little bit more about this. And they are suing the state of California, or at least whatever county they're in, for the acknowledgement of Bigfoot. And this is the day Bender Nagel passed away, okay, the 17th. Okay. I think it's when this uh, video came, or at least the day it was announced that he passed away. It might have been the 18th. Okay. <clears throat> and it popped up on my news feed. I wasn't even looking for it. Somehow it popped up. So anyway, uh, Todd spent a whole week with Claude, and Ed Brown, too, is there, by the way. Ed Brown's in on this one. Um, so they've filed suit in California for the acknowledgement of the species. During the whole thing, Todd took over the microphone for a good portion of it. Uh, Claudia is definitely very passionate about what she's trying to do, and I think she truly honestly believes that she can do something in a court of law to prove Bigfoot exists, but she, obviously she's going to fail. But I think she truly believes that. And Todd's playing on that for sure. He finally found somebody in the United States who would do something that stupid, right? Uh, so the whole time, Claudia gives her a little speech about why she's doing it and blah, blah, blah. Todd comes on, brags on himself for about 10 or 15 minutes. Mentions John Benernagel a couple of times, but only he was involved in the documentary or I, John was a friend of mine, but he never once says John passed away. Never once. Uh, never acknowledges, you know, condolences to his family. Nothing like that. It wasn't until the very end of the video where Claudia pretty much had to rip the cell phone away from Todd so she could get back on camera. I mean, if you watch it, you'll, it it's kind of funny. Huh. Very no, end of the video, I, Claudia goes. I didn't catch Claudia it. goes on for. Okay, Claudia goes on for a little bit longer, talking about the lawsuit and uh, stuff like that. They actually got a lawsuit. They have a court date, all that. Very end of the video, and it's still like a It's like a twenty-minute long video. Very end of the video. Oh, she mentions. Oh, by the way, you know, our condolences to the family of John Bindernagel. And to me, that was pretty disrespectful. The whole thing was disrespectful to come out with that on the day of the announcement of John's death to uh, drop John's name a couple of times, but not even mention that he died. And then at the end of the move, at the end of the video, as kind of an afterthought, oh yeah, John Benernagel passed away. To me, that was pretty. I don't know, slimy on Todd's part. I don't think Claudia meant it that way, but I'm sure as shit that Todd should have said something. Hey, we're at least say we're doing this in the honor of this guy. He didn't say anything like that, you know. And I, I mean, if it's I had any respect Steve, for him, which I didn't, it's the Todd Standing Show. Well, yeah, and it just it it goes to show you what that guy's really about. Todd Standing. He was fully aware that John passed away that day or the day before and never mentions it. Never once. Mentions John, but in a in a positive way towards himself, towards Todd. But not as, okay, let's remember, let's respect this man's memory. Never says anything like that in this whole video. 
And I might get some shit for that one, but it's just the most disrespectful thing you could have done to that man. And, and it was clear that Todd or that John wanted to at least sort of distance himself from the whole thing prior to that. Yeah, I. And then to name drop the guy, the day he dies, that that just Todd, did not set well with Todd him. is all about Todd. It has nothing to do with Bigfoot. It has nothing to do with research. It's about Todd. Well, if I can find a link, I'll send it to you, Chris, and you can watch it and see if I'm see if I'm wrong. You know, no, I'll I'll look at it. But he's 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 as far as I'm concerned, he's a motherfucker. Well, that just took it to a different level for me. All this time, I'm just thinking, yeah, he's just in it for the money. He's in it for the fame, the glory, whatever. And I, I Steve, I fucking hate to say it, but every single fucking time I watch one of these new documentaries, it solidifies me in my belief that it is all horseshit, that I've tapped the fuck out. Well, definitely, if you got Todd standing out there, and he's the guy that people are starting to, or who want him to, you know, he's the guy who's supposed to be teaching us about Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm tapping out too, because it's quite obvious, and I don't know how anybody can be fooled by any of the stuff he does. But there are people out there who are, and it's crazy. And skeptic Todd Standing. I was never I, I 100% believe that that was a Bigfoot. I 100% believe that that was a Bigfoot. I 100% believe that that was a Bigfoot. I don't know. I just I, I hope I hope I'm wrong about the the whole video he did with Claudia. I hope I'm wrong and I missed something. But I don't think I am. And it just solidified to me that he's not just a hoaxer and he's not just in it for the money, but he's a true slime ball. You know? I've never, I've never like mentioned that the guy died. That an anvil would fall out of the sky and hit someone. No, as I don't much wish as harm I do. On anybody. I can't wish harm on the guy, but I wish he'd at least come yeah. out and say, "Hey, I, you know, I'm just funning with you." You know, it's never going to happen. But I mean, look at Rick Dyer. At least came out and said, "Hey, I'm just funning with you." I'm just, just fucking. I'm just funning with you, Todd. I only wish you would just drive into a fucking ditch. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just fucking having some fun, buddy. I, I just wish you'd fucking, you know, plow into a fucking tractor trailer on the way back to fucking Canada. But it's okay. It's okay, buddy. I'm just, I'm just stay, playing. I want to stay for the record. I have nothing against Claudia. I don't know her. I've seen a few of her. You know posts in the past but i don't really pay that much attention to them it's todd that is the one that bothered me on that video oh it's all just a big marketing yeah. ploy i want caught in the u.s <laughs> is gonna go fucking <coughs> oh yeah oh you will say bigfoot's real well bigfoot's real then let's uh, well here yeah because because what's going to happen richard is they're going to lose the case that's a given okay yeah. there's not going to be case and so then it gives them, and, and maybe not Claudia, but because I don't know Claudia, so I'm not going to speak about her. But it gives Todd the right to say, well, now the government's trying to cover this shit up. 
Well, it also all it also us. gives and him they, the right to put under his belt. I one time sued a county in California for the protection of Bigfoot or the recognition of Bigfoot as a species. But I, I see this. I have had interactions with Claudia, and I'm pretty sure that she believes 100% in what she's doing is the right thing right. to do. I think she does. And Just I wouldn't what ever seen. disrespect her because she is a very nice person. Right. But and I believe she using believes her. I once jacked a man off in the woods to get him to run around the campsite so that I could prove that there was Bigfoot. I'm also certain that Claudia will be would be very, uh, very defensive of Todd at this point because she believes that he's trying to help her in, in her quest. Ed Brown is also very defensive of Claudia because <laughs> he got in the groups and was very upset that people were, you know, going against what you wish to do, which I thought Ed Brown was a little different, but like, apparently he's not. But I don't, I mean, I don't get into the drama side of things, but with this whole Todd standing, suing the government and getting somebody that he knows is going to do it for him, maybe he's a great guy to hang out with. Maybe he'd be dude, fun to drink a dude, beer with. It is, it is just a ploy for him to be able to say that he's done it. Yeah, it's well, like a notch that. on your it, dude. It's like a notch on your fucking bedpost. That's Listen, all it is. I go. I tell people, hey, I tried out for a minor league baseball team. It makes me sound all super important, right? And good, like I played baseball for a long time or some bullshit. And what you was really open, meant was you open banged a fucking girl on the fucking. No. No, no, no. I tried out. Okay. Oh, I thought that was an innuendo, Steve. Like, no, okay, this is different. Or like fucking no. crochet club. Oh, don't get into croquet club. That's a whole different thing. I said it wrong, but... Steve. Beat me. <laughs> no, but it was open tryouts. Anybody... I couldn't get it out quick enough, motherfucker. It was open tryouts. I never played baseball a day in my life. And I was cut in the first <laughs> round because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I can say I did it. You know, because it it makes me sound better than I really am, and that's all Todd's doing. But he wins either way. He wins publicity. He wins the fact that now he can say there's a government conspiracy against him and his research, and it gives him a, another aspect of things to bullshit about. Todd, you know, I only wish what fucking Todd, losers say. I only wish that you would trip off a cliff, but I'm just, you know, I'm just funning around with you, buddy. I don't know. I just. The whole documentary, the whole suing the government thing. Hey, do you remember how he was talking about how the, the Bigfoot were getting more and more violent and they were throwing stuff at him? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so if Bigfoot is actually real, Steve. Like let's let's go let's go down this road for a second. Bigfoot's real. Okay. And Todd Standing is actually filming real Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go here for a minute, okay? <laughs> really it, do we have to? Uh, yes, yes, we have to. We have to. It's 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 it's, it's I am I'm, I'm taking you down a journey, down a road. Right. It's it's We're all gonna come red pill. That's right. We're gonna take the red pill for a minute, okay? So this is what I would love. Give us like, uh, I don't know, like four years. 
of him going into this these these really crazy Bigfoot terrain. He's he's filming all these fucking Bigfoot, and as they're they're all different, and you know, the only way that I would be happy at this point was it if it ends like that fucking Grizzly Man documentary. With him getting fucking torn apart by a fucking Bigfoot. Then, and only Wait, then. I was only kidding. I didn't know you guys were real. <laughs> then and only then would I words. fucking be entertained by Todd standing. I just don't get the appeal. I mean, every time we do a Todd standing thing, we get mega views. No, not mega views, but we get a lot, a lot of views on our stuff. Todd standing stuff on YouTube gets a ton of views. The stuff he does. Anytime anybody talks about Todd standing, it's like big, big An angel views. gets its wings. So what? What is the fucking appeal with this guy? People He's not love that fucking guy. drama. Why fucking Rick Dyer draws in a lot? You know, people love this even. shit. People yeah. love bullshit, man. They love bullshit. A lie can run around the world before the truth has got it boots on. Yeah. A yeah, lie's more juicy, dude. A, I lie, get it, but... a lie has more entertainment value. I get it, but these people aren't entertained by Todd. They believe Todd, a lot of them. That's right, well, because because they want to believe the lie. They want to believe the bullshit. You've got to when I first heard of a lie in a good way, though. You can't just say, oh, this picture of a hiker is Bigfoot and expect people to believe you. That won't work. You've got to put some pizzazz on it. You have to go there every time, don't you, Richard? I hate him. I hate his guts. <laughs> every time. <laughs> hiker, hiker Bigfoot. Every time. <sighs> You yeah. did post a question, though. That was nice of you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction, Richard. It's coming together. I see. I see. <laughs> He's coming into his role as a producer. Yeah. I mean, sometimes as a producer, you have to put differences with people aside and produce. Right. Yeah. These things happen, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm pretty much done. <sighs> With the whole Todd standing thing. I mean, I did I did a little investigating on Todd, you know, back, I think, in 2015 or 14. And his very first video was a scripted movie. You know, and then he used it. I mean, he hired actors and everything. It's, it's out there to find. It's not that hard to find either. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. First of all, para Bob, you'd say that about any woman on the fucking internet. <laughs> dead air? There's a little dead air here. Claudia is a very sweet girl and very sincere, and she is being used by Todd. Because, God forbid, anybody take fucking full uh, responsibility for the shit that they do if they have tits in a vagina. 
<laughs> I I still I I have to agree with Bob though. I I think she's a sweet girl from what I've seen. No, I don't know her, and I'm not gonna. No, how about some? How about people take some fucking personal responsibility for the fucking relationships that they f they're in? How about that? Well, if that was the way the world worked, then it would be a whole different place to live. <laughs> you know, the world no. doesn't work that way. I've put myself in shitty relationships. That's on me. Yeah, but when you're not in on the other people, now, that's the not is. no, that's not on the other people. That's on me. When you were in that shitty relationship, you didn't know it was shitty at first. But it's still on me. It's on you now. It's on me then. But you, you, well, it was, but you didn't know it. No, dude, you always know shit. You always no, no, see things. No, there's always little things that you notice. Always. Yeah, love is blind, man. Love is blind. Trust me. I know. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're aware of my blindness. Yeah. You know? I am. Prior to this relationship. Unfortunately, life has put on those like glasses. You remember that movie They Live? No. No. Movie Richard. What? Richard, are you there? I need to speak to somebody who's watched movies. Yeah. You remember the movie They Live? Who hasn't seen that movie? That's right. So, <laughs> so you see, like I, I see, like women now, like with the glasses from They Live. Yep. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Thank I'm you, Richard. Thank. Thank you. Um, carry on, Steve. I don't want to carry on no more. No, no, tell us all about how Claudia, but I'm right. Claudia is only a sweet woman who has no responsibility she's, for her own actions. I never said she doesn't have any responsibility because she's, for her because own Because she's actions. a woman. And women can't possibly, you no. know, uh, have responsibility for their own actions because they're, they're women, so Steve. You're putting words into my mouth now. No, no, I'm just, uh, you agree with Parabob, so I just want to go down this road I agree. of women I agree not that being able to be responsible for their own decisions and their own fucking actions in life because I think that's absolute shit. I think that she's sincere. She 100% believes in what she's doing. And Todd is taking advantage of her. Now, does she have some responsibility in that? Yeah. But at this point in, in her life, she doesn't realize that. She won't realize that until Todd fucks her over. He's going to leave her high and dry in that courtroom by herself. You know? He's not, he can't go in a courtroom. He's a Canadian. You can't he testify doesn't say there. Hey enough as well. No, What's that? he's not a real. He can't be a real Canadian. He doesn't say a a lot or a boot. Let's fucking I never, let's get I never, down to brass tacks. Is he even a Canadian? You know what? <laughs> I think there's, there's probably some doubt about that. He doesn't have any accent. None. No. I've got my suspicions that this is all some kind of false flag operation organized by the aliens. I'm with Richard. I hate to say it. I'm with Fair the Brit I'm with the British guy. Mm. I don't know. I just don't I don't get any of it. Who should definitely get, get us Nick Pope, by the way, Steve. 
I believe that's true. I think you should try, Richard. I'll try. I'm sure it'll be promising it even. Well, you've gotten other British guys before. You can, well, not for us, but for Bob. You should be able to get Nick Pope. I did Come not on. get Redford. You fucking... Oh, you didn't? Who did? Bob did. Oh, I got Mick West. We'll see there. Redfoot. Yeah, well, there you go. You got Mick West for us. How the hell did Bob get, get Redfoot? Redfoot doesn't have tits and a vagina. <laughs> How do you know that? Oh. Oh, sorry. He's, like, he's in all sort. Uh, he's in a whole different kind of crochet club. <laughs> I just did. I did. I just call Nick Redfern like a transvestite on air or something. <laughs> you just did. I just do that. You might have called him a transsexual. I don't. That I, I didn't. A transgendered person. I don't know. I don't know. What I need you're to take to responsibility say. for my own actions. I don't even know what you're allowed to say anymore, Steve. It's YouTube. You're not allowed to say anything. Yeah, they they if, demonetize if you. I'm sure with the many things I've said to on tonight's show, I've demonetized the show. Yeah. I, well, the rules are changing. So I think, like I said earlier, I think it'll get better for smaller content creators like us. We'll have the potential to earn more money than we did before once we hit that plateau because there will be a lot less crap channels out there just stealing people's stuff for, for the view counts because that's what you got paid on before. You got paid on watch time minutes as well, but mostly view counts. How many of people saw that ad? Well, now it's going to be on watch time minutes. Okay, wait, so, wait, 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 Steve. We got breaking uh, information from the chat. Uh, Para Bob says, just to be clear, no one is suing anyone. It's a simple right for recognition, not a suit. Well, whatever. We're not lawyers here. We don't know the we don't know the law, but we know it's in a court case. It, it's some sort of court involved legal action, right? I guess I don't know. And I, I guess you, it's a right. I get it's the recognition. They're going about it all backwards, and and they're doing it on purpose. Not Claudia, but Todd is doing it backwards, and he's doing it backwards on purpose. All yeah, I want to know, Steve, is very familiar with Bigfoot in the courtroom. Yes. All I, I want to know, Steve, is if this goes down, do we get the mm -hmm. little big Bigfoot crossing signs like we have with the deer crossing signs? I hope so. I mean, they already make them, but they're a novelty item. I want them to be. I want to see them be a real thing. Right. Take it out of the realm of novelty into mainstream. So. I think the court case, if Bob knows, maybe he can tell you in chat, Richard, uh, the date of the court case. But it's in California. And if it's an open type thing, can we get like a listener to go and like give us a, a report? I, I would love that. I don't know, man. Put him right on the air with a live report. Well, not a live report, <laughs> obviously, from a courtroom, but a secondary live report from outside the courtroom. We used to know a lot of people in California. Yeah, well, we've kind of distanced ourselves from a lot of them. <laughs> we've kind of alienated ourselves from all of them. I want to say it's in March, the, the hearing. Or the writ. I'm sorry, the writ of 
recognition suit. Not suit. I'm not a lawyer. Simple. Oh, I thought it said right. Writ. Whatever. And I think Richard spelled it wrong. I think it's W-R-I-T, isn't it? Writ. Or is it R-I-T? I I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. I can't be... uh, It doesn't matter. I can't be bothered to know all this legal mumbo-jumbo. Right. I just know they're taking it to court and they're going to and they're going to lose. Period. That's it. But it doesn't matter what we say anymore. We can make shit up, you know, and people will believe us. Cuz yeah. it's it to be the fake news. Yeah. Steve Steve is fake news. Allegedly. No, Steve's fake news. No. The Steve character has been brought to you by Steve's fake news. I'm not a character. Well, I am. No, maybe. Steve is a character. Ladies and gentlemen. through this. You have an online personality. If you don't know it. And, dude, what are you doing to your fucking microphone? Stop that, Richard. You're going to come on the air. It it sounds like you're (laughs) rubbing it on something. I'm not moving. I don't want to know what he's rubbing it on. I know he's in bed, so... Wow. Maybe we just ought to let him go to bed. Oh, my God. Fire the producer. (sighs) Did I say that? One of these days. Speaking of the producers, I I went to a play last night, the producers, and I've seen the producers, you know, I've seen the movie, I've seen the off-Broadway production. Have you? Which was amazing. Yeah. But I've seen it last night. No straight man likes that many show tunes, Steve. It was. It's the best ever. I I didn't think I'd like it. Steve, I'm just saying you're a man of denial. And the the actors here in our our community are like amazing. They're really good. And the guy who played Bialystok was like amazing. So, oh, and the and the yeah, that's great, Steve. I'm glad you're getting in touch with that feminine side of yourself. Someday. It's, there's nothing feminine about it. Mm-hmm. You say what it's, you, you it's know. A, you... It's a comedy. It's a parody. Uh, you know, on Broadway productions and hey, you, it's you great. know, tomato, tomato, Steve. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I, I uh, believe. I believe in the theme of the, the show. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. There you go. That's right. Um, that's my motto. Uh, you know. So, um, if we can. We'll have Richard get Nick Pope. Um, that would be a good thing, right? No chance in hell. But yes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we have had Tim Fasano. Yeah, that's almost like Nick Pope. We have had Mick West. That's closer to Nick Pope. You know who I'm going to try and get? Tom DeLonge. Oh, dear now, Jesus. I would oh, do a show. I would dear. do that show. Fucking Christ. Tom DeLong. I might what? lose my fucking mind. He yeah, would, I, I bet you it's a better chance that he would do our show than Nick Pope, though. If he'd do Blink-182 songs, I'd love him. I don't want to hear him talk about UFOs. But yeah, he doesn't know anything about UFOs. It'd be the best show ever. He's in it for the 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 money. The It's a production company. The whole thing is based on nonsense. Yeah, I'm good. But Steve, yes, 
Do you remember that time that we didn't have a producer and there was no Richard? And mm, it was good old days. You, yeah. Yeah. It was so nice. You didn't have to worry about anything. I'm thinking of the dream sequence they did in Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful time, Steve. Uh, just say I don't watch movies. This has been episode nine of the 40 and Slip, the Todd's Standing two-hour infomercial episode. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment, people. Subscribe. Check us out on iTunes and Libsyn um, for your digital downloading pleasure. Uh, those of you who don't want to listen on YouTube can listen there. And save on your data plans. And be happy. Happy little people. Little happy little trees. Check out Matt Knapp at youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads. Check out Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash Dreadfun. Uh, you can check out Richard's comic strip at Bigfootin' with Keith and Colin on Facebook. And Steve? Yeah. Um... You can people, check out my eBay YouTube people, channel, no, Steve no, Alcorn no. Slick Flip. People can check well, out. I need to get the, I need to get a thousand Steve subscribers. Steve is going to start a new channel on um, X Hamster uh, with a webcam, and uh, you should check that? that out. It's going to involve him and assorted men. Whoa! I'm going to leave it at that. It's going to be a surprise. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, hopefully, we can get us some Nick Pope. I don't want him anymore. No? It's going to go on X-Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you all have a wonderful week. I just uh, rest I called in, out Nick Pope, too. Holy fuck. I'm on a roll. Rest in peace, John Bendernagel. We yeah. really did lose uh, a valuable researcher out there looking for Bigfoot. I mean, like like Steve said, if there was anyone out there who was doing real research and really making a solid attempt, it was John Bendernagel. And I truly believe that. And I'm, I'm a motherfucker when it comes to this shit. I really am. Because I'm so goddamn jaded. I've seen so much shit. And yeah, we really did lose a good one. So, thank you for joining us. See you!